0: Well, it's that time of year to crown homecoming kings, and we have one from Florida you are not going to want to miss. It's coming up in just a few minutes right here on CNN Student News. The first thing we're talking about today is the civil war in Syria. Now, there are some signs that the conflict might be changing a bit. The fighting in the Middle Eastern nation has been going on for 20 months now. It started because some Syrians wanted changes to their government, like for their president to step down. Different rebel groups have been fighting against the government. This weekend, they officially formed a single coalition. And some analysts think that a unified opposition could have a better chance for victory. It's been estimated that more than 35,000 people have been killed since the civil war started. More than 400,000 have left their homes because of the fighting. Now, that includes two brothers that Arwa Damon met for this next report. Teachers, this is a personal account about the war. We suggest that you preview it. The younger brother, who is 11 years old, was wounded in a rocket attack. He lost one of his legs. That's when his older brother, who's 21, made a promise that led them out of their home country. Here's their story.
1: Like many other boys his age, 11-year-old Abdul Rahman wanted to be a professional soccer player when he grew up. But like so many others in his homeland of Syria, the violence shattered his dream. After he woke up, I was just uh, just saying uh, I, I I was crying. I couldn't also control myself. He said, "Please don't cry. If you love me, don't cry." And that is when Omar made Abdul Rahman a promise that he would walk again. He started to hang on with that idea, so I'm going out, uh, and uh, he he kept me saying to me, "When are we go- When are we leaving?" Yeah, because once every 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 time the firing jet comes, he says, "When are we leaving? We should leave." Omar is now an expert at changing his brother's bandages. He started to save money for a prosthetic, but realized that it was going to take too much time. He began asking around, and a group of visiting Egyptian doctors told him about the Global Medical Relief Fund, a small U.S. NGO dedicated to helping children badly injured in disaster and war zones. Its founder, Alyssa Montanti, was quick to respond. But first, the brothers had to get to Turkey. A car drove them as close to the border as it could. The driver's last words, ''You're on your own now.'' Armada's arms were aching as he carried his brother and their three bags across the muddy field. The brothers eventually made their way to Ankara in Turkey. But the boys don't have passports. Their visas to the U.S. were denied. And now they are waiting to see if the State Department will grant them humanitarian parole. The most important thing that he's learning at this time, I think, is uh, it's, uh, to be aware of everything. I mean, it, to grow up his mind. I mean, he's not a child anymore. Arwa Damon, CNN, Ankara.
0: Next up, a natural disaster in Venice, Italy. Severe flooding has led to the deaths of several people there. 200 Italians have reportedly been forced out of their homes. Venice is in northern Italy. It's a major seaport and a popular tourist destination. It's famous for its canals. So you might usually think of people riding down the street in boats. But this is anything but usual. Two big weather systems combined together and drenched the city. Earlier this week, 70% of Venice was underwater. It was the city's sixth highest water level in 140 years.
2: Today's first shout out goes out to Mr. Toyola's social studies classes at Lakeland Union High School in Manacua, Wisconsin. Which of these is part of the executive branch of the U.S. government? You know what to do. Is it the Library of Congress, U.S. Copyright Office, Cabinet, or U.S. Supreme Court? You've got three seconds. Go. The executive branch includes the cabinet, advisors to the president. That's your answer, and that's your shout out.
0: You can expect to see some changes in President Obama's cabinet in the days ahead. When a president is reelected, some of the advisors from the first term stay on, others don't. It's up to the president to decide who stays and who goes. The vice president is considered part of the cabinet, but the other members are not elected. They are nominated by the president and confirmed by the Senate, including the vice president. There are 16 members of the cabinet. You see eight of those positions here, and here are the remaining eight positions. One interesting thing about the cabinet, the word cabinet doesn't actually appear in the U.S. Constitution, but the concept does. Article 2, Section 2 says the president may require the opinion, in writing, of the principal officer in each of the executive departments upon any subject relating to the duties of their respective offices. It doesn't say what departments or how many of them there should be. The first U.S. president had four cabinet members. More were added over the years.
2: Time for a shout-out extra credit. Ohms, amperes, coulombs are associated with what? You know what to do? Is it sound, electricity, pressure or temperature? Put another three seconds on the clock and go. You might get a charge from knowing that these options are all associated with electricity. That's your answer and that's your shout out extra credit.
0: Motor Trend magazine names a car of the year, and this year for the first time, the winner is all electric. It's the Tesla Model S, and according to representatives from the magazine, the voting wasn't close. The luxury car didn't win just because it's electric. Motor Trend said it won in part because of its performance, zero to 60 in four seconds, and because it's one of the most efficient cars ever tested, averaging nearly 75 miles per gallon, or the electric equivalent of that. Only a couple hundred have been sold. They ain't cheap. The Tesla averages between fifty dollars and $100,000. Our next story today comes from Port St. Lucie, Florida. A high school student there has cerebral palsy. It's a medical disorder that affects movement, posture, or muscle tone. His fellow students nominated him to the homecoming court. But if you're worried we just spoiled the ending of that story, no. We'll let WPBF's Randy Gillenhall take it from here.
3: It's homecoming football at Centennial High School. And watching from the stands sits senior Hakeem Daly in his wheelchair. Hakeem has cerebral palsy. His caretaker, Chris, a football coach, helps him get in and out of the car and carries his book bag at school. Going through a crowded hallway can be tough. Life hasn't always been easy for Hakeem. Put up for adoption, he's been in and out of foster homes for most of his life. But one thing he does have is a big smile and lots of friends who nominated him to be homecoming king. When I heard the message, my, I, I have no words to describe. I was so happy. <laughs> Kayla Donahue is a cheerleader and one of Hakeem's good friends. She secretly rallied up the senior class and got them to put his name on the homecoming court.
2: It just shows how well of a group that we can come together and make such a special person have a, such a such a special experience that he can remember for the rest of his life.
3: Hakeem lines up with the other nominees, football stars and popular kids. He'll have to roll his wheelchair out onto the field.
2: I felt nervous.
1: Very nervous. It's going to be exciting. God, I know that God is with me.
3: But as they call his name, he's got a surprise for everybody in the crowd. Hakim takes his first steps, walking publicly for the very first time. And when they announce the winner, the homecoming king, the students here have a surprise right back. Homecoming king is Hakim. Ah! He's a great guy. He deserves this more than anybody else I know, so it just made me so proud. Surrounded by cheerleaders and flashing cameras, Hakeem Daly is the most popular kid at his high school.
0: What a story. Today's Before We Go segment is explosive. Now, like a lot of you, I like a good fireworks show. The government of Kuwait really likes a good fireworks show. Hopefully the country's people do, too. This one went on for a while. 77,282 individual fireworks. Yes, that is a new record, and one that cost $15 million to set. The country was celebrating the 50th anniversary of its constitution. Obviously, that's an event they don't take lightly. That extinguishes all the time we have for today. We will be back with more illuminating stories tomorrow, so hope to see you all then. Bye now.